0: thewellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives
1: this is that paleo show with your hosts Stephanie Wozelik, Dr. Jana James and Dr. Brett Hill
2: Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Stephanie Wozlick. I'm Dr. Yana James. And I'm
0: Dr. Brett Hill.
2: And this week we're going to talk about something a little bit outside the box, um, and we're going to talk about personal care products, the non-chemical way, I guess. And I mean... You can go online and just look up, there are dozens and dozens of websites talking about all the chemicals and all of the beauty care products out there. We can talk about animal rights, we can talk about so, so many different things. But I think basically our philosophy is just that um, we want things as natural as possible, as close to their natural state as possible. And if you can't pronounce it, it's probably not meant to be in or on your body and I mean like I said you can look up all sorts of different terrible things like perfumes and parabens and benzoyl peroxide which is in most like skin acne care products you've got sodium lauryl sulfite and like dozens more that I can't pronounce and it's just (laughs) those things that we kind of just don't want anywhere near us so we've done a little bit of learning and how to make our our body care and home care all that more
1: natural yeah definitely slowly changing out those things that you don't even think of and I know you know I've got a entire shelf. I'm pretty sure I had until recently an entire shelf of products that I hadn't used for a while. And you know, my hairstyle has changed quite a bit in the last five years. And I'd keep been keeping products for you know if I ever grow my hair back. And I just went through them, and they are full of absolute rubbish. They've been tossed, which is great. <laughs> um, but it's just that slow gradual. It's like cleaning out your pantry, except for your you know your bathroom vanity and your under the sink cleaning products. Um, And I I will point out, um, we're talking about synthetic chemicals, because as my brother, who's a PhD in organic chemistry, will tell me and has told me many times, everything is a chemical, right? (laughs) But we're talking about the synthetic man-made stuff, the stuff that our body doesn't know how to use or recognize and, you know, can become very toxic within our systems.
0: Yeah. And so... Look, sometimes people struggle with this. They kind of go, well, yeah, but I'm not, like, eating it. Like, I'm just, you know, using it. I'm just shampooing my hair or I'm just using it on my skin. But you really need to understand what happens when you put stuff onto your skin. And, you know, your skin is there as a protective barrier. It's the the first line of your defense mechanism, the first line of your immune system. And it's really important. But it's by no means, like, foolproof. Like, it's not like nothing gets through. I mean, all you need to do is think about a nicotine patch. What do you do with a nicotine patch? You slap it on the outside of your skin, right? Right? Now, if that's not getting into your bloodstream, well, then there's no point <laughs> it's not actually going to be able to do its job. So the very fact that a nicotine patch can work suggests that some chemicals can get through your skin and they can actually end up in your bloodstream and they can actually end up affecting your body on a global level. And so I think what we need to remember when we're talking about, you know, looking after your skin, about having healthy skin, about, you know, looking good and feeling good is that that's actually a pretty natural state. Like, you know, we go back to our paleo thing, right? Like, we didn't have cave people smearing themselves in chemicals to try and make their skin look good. Uh, But if you look at people who do eat really clean, who do live a really simple, healthy life, who manage their stress well, then they tend to age pretty well. Like, I don't know if you've seen some of the interviews that have been going on on 100 Not Out with Marcus and Damo, but, you know, they've been interviewing some people, and you look at some of these pictures of these people, and they just look outrageously healthy. Like, they just look amazing. And I know that they're not slathering chemicals and concoctions all over their body you know (laughs) one of the interesting things for this for me was um My wife used to work in magazines and so I used to get dragged along every now and then to these beauty launches. Like every now and then they'd have some product being released for blokes, so it was like, right, Brett, you gotta come along to this (laughs) and I can distinctly remember being at one of these launches and they had like they were getting everybody along and I can't remember they were checking everyone's skin essentially, you know. I don't know if they had a magnifying glass, whatever they were doing, they were checking everyone's skin. And so they were getting all the guys and they're saying, Oh look, you've got this problem, you've got that problem, you need to buy our product, you know. And I kinda got along there and she went you know, your skin's actually, like, really good. Like, it's really healthy. Like, what products do you use? And I just, like, looked at her. I'm like, I don't use anything. Like, seriously. I, I, which is like, what's your routine, I think, is actually what she asked. I'm like, you have no idea. There is no routine at all. And But it just kind of proved... And, and she was astounded that my skin looked good without having... Like, she was just blown away. She was obviously checking people's skin all the time. But it, it just shows that if you do the right things, if you look after yourself, you exercise, you eat well, you manage your stress well, then, then that's what's going to help you look and feel the best
2: yeah Yeah. absolutely and it's about managing that inflammation as well so and and your skin is also detoxifying your body. So I know I've always had trouble with acne and that's been the reason actually Yana's going to talk about how she got into paleo, but that was the reason that I got into paleo was Lauren Cardane had this, you know, skin protocol or something like that, Mm. that, that I really found interesting. And, um, it's definitely improved for me, but Mm. I know now working through some food sensitivities that can still be affecting it because your body's just trying to detoxify. So, I mean, imagine, your body's trying to detoxify but then you're slathering all these things on top of it, <laughs> yeah. it-
0: and, and blocking up the pores and stopping it from being able to detoxify mm-hmm. like yeah. that's just crazy it, it is crazy
2: so yeah my
1: story um <clears throat> I don't know are we allowed to drop brand names
0: yeah why not? okay
1: so i um actually started cleaning up my diet as a result of cleaning up my environment first so i came across enyo oh it must be six or seven years ago now and decided that i'd, I'd quite like to be a distributor because it was a product that i really believed in and
0: um some people might still not know what enyo is so oh okay say. so
1: a, a good and point good it. point enyo E-N-J-O, which is probably Why I love it because the J is pronounced yeah, just like my name Jana. So um, and
2: it's you mean you're not Jana like David keeps
1: calling you? No, no, I'm not. I am Jana James, two Js just to confuse you. Um, So Enyo is an Austrian product, which is also why I quite like it because my dad's Austrian. But um, their products and another thing that I really like about it is that their their factories are completely run by hydroelectricity, so there's that. That's kind of cool. But Enyo is a product that um, is a microfiber cleaning system. So the the shape of the fibre on the you know under a microscope determines the function that it has. So they've got different fibres for your bathroom, for your kitchen, for your body, um, and you know for dusting and all around the house. So um, we use that. All around our house and what I really loved about it was that I could cook really fatty foods and clean up the kitchen in an instant with just water and uh, so when I started becoming an Enyo distributor I realized how big of an impact cleaning products have on our environment and I was a bit of a champion for you know not putting crap down our waterways and mm-hmm. not using excessive amounts of water to clean which is another huge thing that Enyo is all about is really minimizing water usage and being an Australian that's kind of pertinent pertinent to me and to us Um, and so even though I was using vinegar and um, bicarb soda to clean the fact remains that I still had to use a bit of elbow grease and then wash it off afterwards. Um, whereas with Enyo, it's just water. You use a little bit and then you dry it down, and it doesn't grow mold. If you're talking about bathroom or um, kitchen, doesn't you know you, you wipe off the surfaces, it picks up all of that, and you just dry it off, and it's like sparky, sparkly clean, and no sticky residue, which is kind of interesting. And the thing that that blew me away was actually most of our cleaners um, are really bad for our environment, bad for our body. And they also feed bacteria. Usually when you spray something on the surface and wipe it over, if you leave it long enough, it might kill them. But then if you don't leave it long enough, then it actually provides a food source for those bacteria to grow, which I know I was listening to the Wellness Guys interviewing, who was it, about EMF radiation? Nicole Bilge's That's the one. Who is also going to be at the Wellness summit. She is. She is. So she was talking about um, bleaching mold in bathrooms and the fact that, yes, it bleaches them, as in it discolors them so they become uh, non-black or pink Mm. anymore but it doesn't kill them and in fact it provides a food source for them to grow back on so anyway long story short i love enyo and uh, that's what we use for all of our cleaning purposes and and for face um, products too which was huge for luke because he didn't used to clean his face at all and it used to drive me nuts um love him and he he used to have kind of you know dry rough skin and once he started using enyo it's, it's beautiful beautiful Skin, yeah. I,
2: kind of- I, I think it's funny because I mean I've only heard of Enyo since Jana started talking about it but I'm just not a germaphobe at all yeah like yeah. I I'm a terrible housewife like, <laughs> I'm not even, even actually a wife but I'm just I'm just terrible I'll just wipe it up I, I don't use any products or anything at all I just use yeah. my you know dish dish towel and i i know there's a lot of moms out there maybe not actually listening to this show but a lot of moms out there who would really cringe at that who are just seriously germaphobe and every time their kid sneezes everything gets wiped down and i am just so not like that yeah i have to agree i'm not a germaphobe either
0: and at the end of the day i think we we started to realize that that whole idea is just completely outdated like the idea that we should kill all of the germs and the idea that that might actually be good for us is so out of date that it's not funny that actually we're doing ourselves a disservice by killing all of these germs and, and it's no different on our skin you know we, we have actually natural bacteria that exist on our skin that you actually want to be there you don't want to kill them off and it's the same in your environment you know we talk about um, you know, chopping boards, for instance, there's actually a natural bacteria that live on your chopping board and people get grossed out by that. But actually, if you keep that healthy, that actually stops the bad bacteria from coming in. So by, by being obsessive like we are about, um, you know, killing off all these bugs and killing off all these germs, what we're actually doing is creating a really good environment for new bugs and bad bugs to come in and grow. You know, it's, it's kind of like going into your garden and just... Mm poisoning and killing everything in your garden right as soon as you're left with that bare dirt what grows back right it's not roses it's weeds and that's exactly what we're doing in our environment on our skin in our kitchen we're creating this bare barren environment ready for all the bad guys to flourish it's crazy yeah but what
2: it also does is just creates a dependence on those products as Mm. well right so if you eliminate your body's ability to do what it's supposed to do then you become dependent on those products to do those functions so be it even keep your skin moist, for example, right? So your skin's designed to keep itself happy. But if you've, if you've killed the bacteria on your skin, you've killed all the mechanisms or kind of disrupted the mechanisms that allow it to stay that way, then it becomes dependent on those products that you're you're then in turn using it did someone say profit and shareholders (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then it's just one after another right because you have to use toner and you have to use moisturizer and you have to use soap and then you have to use makeup but the makeup looks bad unless you do something else on top of it and and it's all just all of a sudden your morning routine is you know hundreds of dollars yeah I
1: know. and look look i'm sure he he was caveman from way back right Mm. he used to intermittent fast when he was at school, he'd eat fr- a Friday night dinner and then wouldn't eat again until Monday morning breakfast. It used to drive his mum insane. But he was doing it because that's what his body told him to do. Same goes for cleaning. He wouldn't use any products on his face because he was like, no, if I use that, then I'm going to have to use moisturiser. And I hate the feel of that on my skin because it doesn't feel normal. And he was so into it. He yeah, was yeah. so
0: right. And I kid you not, that, that product launch I went to, they had like a nine-step process for blokes to do for their skin. And I'm like, <laughs> what I mean, guy's that, might, do that, that?" might work in Sydney in certain areas. <laughs> but I was just like, man. Man, there's no way I'm going through nine steps in the morning. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Would Beck really give you enough room
0: in the bathroom for nine no. things?
2: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I've been there. I've definitely been there. I have tried every single product on the market in Canada to make your skin look good. And I can tell you it's working the same or less good than mm. now just living a healthy life has been and getting out in the sun and... and you know just doing all the things we've talked about on this show So,
0: so maybe we should start talking about what your routine is i mean what's your routine in the morning steph
2: Oh, oh. Me? I'm gonna let Yana go first because I have to now think about my routine. My routine in the morning—I'm—I'm I'm
1: really bad. I do still wear some makeup, and I usually forget to take it off at night. So any beauty therapists out there are going to absolutely cream. But her skin is beautiful, so Why, thank you. It's working. Yes. <laughs> um. So I'm—I'm I'm lucky. I've got that sort of British rose complexion, very very fair, but um. So I usually get up and use jojoba oil. Another one that's a J that doesn't pronounce J. I think, I think there must be some psychology to it there. So jojoba oil is spelled J-O-J-O-B-A. Um, so I put that onto my eyes to get rid of the mascara from the night before. And then I jump in the shower and use my enyo cloth to, um, to wash that all off. So it's just water and the enyo cloth all over my face. and get out, and dry it off. And then I use jojoba oil to moisturize because I do quite like to have... Um, that moisture sensation but I know Luke doesn't he doesn't use any moisture and he he says he feels fine with that and your body produces the normal oils again um, so for me it's really just getting rid of the dead skin cells and making sure that I'm I'm um, giving my body that opportunity
2: to to have a clean out I guess mm-hmm. clean off well that sounds like a clear routine. See, I have absolutely no routine at all. <laughs> in that I do something different probably every day. Um, I, I mean, I must admit my focus lately has been on diet. So yeah, that's been definitely. that's been a priority. But slowly I have been weaning well not slowly, I've pretty much weaned out every every chemical product. So mm. um I guess I generally wash my face maybe with water or something. Sometimes I will use um oh God, I don't even know what I do. It's so different. (laughs) You know, if I just get out of the shower in the morning, then I'll probably moisturize. If I don't, I'll just use water and then wipe it off. I sometimes use the, how did you say it? Jojoba? Jojoba. Jojoba oil. Sometimes I use coconut oil as a moisturizer. Sometimes I don't use any of it. Often I'll use, I have an aloe vera plant in my bathroom. So I'll just break off bits of that and use that as a Moisturizer, healer, skin repair. Don't use that on your lips though, because that tastes absolutely revolting. I have friends who me
1: into it, and oh my gosh, I was ill
2: for half an hour trying to get rid of that taste. Honestly, disgusting. I've never noticed that before. Really? Like, yeah, Maybe I can't say I intentionally eat it, but like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's just, it's really, really varied for me. And one of the products that I do use is Kim Morrison's 28 line of. Um, mm. Essential what do I use? Family. I use the Healing Skin Boost. I'd probably say a couple times a week. I'm not uh, yes. consistent about it.
0: Is that the, like an oil or a spray? or It's
2: like a mixture of a cream, sort of. But it's not yeah. a cream like a white cream. It's just essential oils and... carrier oil sort of thing yeah I think it just dawned on me then um talking about
1: you wash your face with water if I wash my face with cold water I don't tend to find that I feel dry but once I've been in the shower I do and we were talking about just before that when you are in a hot environment it opens up your pores more Plus, all of our water is chlorinated, so it's probably the fact that I'm getting chlorination on my skin in that warmer temperature that's really depleting my skin of the natural oils that I feel I need to put something on afterwards. Yeah,
0: and that's one of the areas I'm really lucky, because we have spring water at our place, so we don't have any chlorination, we don't have any chemicals in our water, which is really nice, and so... I, basically, I get up in the morning, I have a shower in water for probably longer than I should. I, I wash any of the bits that I feel like need to be washed. I predominantly don't use soap. If I do, I'll use one that's just an oil-based one, just an essential oil sort of based one. But usually I don't. I don't wash my hair. <laughs> I just wash in water and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I get out. I, I don't use any shaving products because I don't clean shave. I've got like a stubble shaver, so it never actually goes right back to the skin because um, I found I used to get really irritated skin from shaving with a blade, so I stopped doing that, and my skin's heaps happier, and that means I don't have to use any of those horrible chemicals um, because I did find when I was shaving, because my skin was really irritated, unless I use like some of those commercial creams, it would just my skin would just get so irritated because I think it didn't like being shaved. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I have found just the last probably I don't know four or five years I've used my double shaver and I, I probably have a clean shave like once a year when I ha- get told I have to for some event or something. <laughs> and so, um, so I don't use any of those sort of creams or products. Um, that's it. So literally, I just use water.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke used to have um, a, a shaving issue but then I got him a straight blade Other la um, Sweeney Todd that's, uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty hot watching him shave but anyway, <laughs> so going off topic he hasn't had any issues since he's been using that because it's a much sharper shave yeah, yeah. So, but anyway um, what else? deodorant I do use deodorant I have searched high and low for a deodorant that didn't have horrible stuff in it and we just found one more out when we were out at the Barossa um, I found one that's South Australian made that I really love that we have in the in the practice now. Um, the brand's Monkey Scrub. And uh, that seems to have worked really well for me. I've been through about fifteen different natural products, and none of them worked at all. This one works for me. Lasts probably six to eight hours, which is all I need it for. Because really, I only care about it when I'm at work, and my friends can deal with my <laughs> smells, you know, whatever. But at work, I, I, I think we kind of get trained as chiropractors. To, well, I did to be incredibly
2: conscious of <laughs> body. Oh I must yeah. have skipped
0: that class. You must
2: have. You mustn't <laughs> have been there. <laughs> Yeah, we have a notifier at, at Brett, so if he smells bad, we tell him. And he's got like emergency deodorant in the back. But, like, <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it happens less than you think. But, yeah, I think we were kind of trying to troubleshoot the deodorant issue as well because we found a lot of the natural deodorants might work for about a couple weeks, right? And then they would just stop working. And I don't think any of us have any proof of this but we think it might just be the residual effect from your chemical deodorant that you might have been using before Mm. that kind of sticks around for that two week period sort of thing and then the deodorant stops working again so it can be a really big challenge to find something that works and i know the one at the practice is just like essential oils and it's got a bit of bicarb soda and mostly essential oils i think
1: yeah, which is what I use for perfume too as well. I have a carry oil and then I make some of um, Kim Morrison's 28 whatever fragrance I feel like wearing and cover my decolletage with that and it's lovely. I love the essential oils that I sort of get wafting throughout the day of... I think today's clarity and confidence,
2: or something like that. Nice.
1: Something I don't know. Sure. It's i got clear and confident. That's
0: the question. I am. I love it. Nice. That's <laughs>
2: awesome. Yeah, because perfumes are just a whole other oh, ball scary. game. I don't even know the regulations around perfume, but I know I they're tried terrible. to
0: find
1: ingredients for one that I do actually still have at home, and I couldn't find anything anywhere that would tell me what's
2: in it. Because they don't—they don't, scary, they don't they? have to yeah. tell you because it's proprietary information, yeah. right? Yeah. They don't yeah. want scary. you replicating it's
0: a, it. It's a crazy industry. Like all these personal care products. Like, I know going through the process of trying to find stuff that we were happy to stock in our practice was crazy. Like, all of these brands that claim to be natural, claim to be organic, claim to be healthy. And you start reading through the list of what the ingredients are and doing some research into those ingredients. And it's quite frankly, it's horrifying. And I really encourage those of you, you know, start picking up these bottles you've got at home. Start looking at those ingredients and do your own independent research into those ingredients. And I guarantee you there's stuff in there that's going to horrify you when you start reading it. And I know there's probably a lot of people sitting there thinking, well, I don't want to read it because I like that stuff. And, you know, but I really encourage you to do it because you, you, it's amazing. And We had so much trouble finding brands that we were happy to stock in our practice. And even brands that I saw were being stocked by other practitioners who I really knew and trusted and, and expected to do well. And I started looking at the products that I was stocking and I was shocked at the ingredients that in there.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, and that goes into the whole other thing is these, these chemicals that are in the products, we don't actually know what they do. To yeah. our skin, like a few of them, or our bodies, or our ecosystem as well, even the environment. So I guess on it and a whole different level, that's kind of my my issue with it as well.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you're kind of in use as a bit of a guinea pig, aren't you? Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: I don't know about body products,
1: but I know when I was doing the annual thing, um, we were told that um, Australia has very much tighter regulations on pesticides than they do on household cleaning products, and a lot of the cleaning products in Australia that. Are on our shelves are outlawed in countries like Norway and and a lot of the European countries like white night um, bleach for instance is is not available in Europe um, hmm. in in quite a few countries. But because we're a, an agricultural country, we have tight laws on the pesticides, which still blows my mind. Which is you know should <laughs> get back to organic exactly. farming. Yeah, tight laws. Yeah. yeah. Um, but cleaning products, not so. And I I wouldn't be surprised if body products were even less regulated because there's so much more
2: money in it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so, let's talk about what we clean with then. What do you guys use cleaning around the house?
2: We already know the what I use. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I there's um I've tried different dish soaps just periodically. Whatever one on the shelf in the organic shop, I just pick up. Um, seems pretty natural, but I, I mean, I cook for one person, so I feel like I don't um yeah. use that much of it. I've had the same bottle for months and months and. Uh If I actually have to clean like bathrooms or something, which again, I probably do less than I should, uh it's like vinegar, vinegar, and water nice. I don't even if I have to get a stain out of my ridiculously white countertop, <laughs> whoever puts a white countertop in a rental unit is ridiculous, but anyways <laughs> I'll use um le- like lemon juice and bicarb soda, like baking soda and vinegar some combination until it comes out
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) i find the other one that we like to use a lot is tea tree oil Um, just because it's got those natural antibacterial properties it's a great cleaner to use Um, just a really nice soft gentle one and so you know just putting a little bit of tea tree oil into some water you can use that i mean we use that in the practice cleaning all the tables cleaning all the stuff around the practice and and that's just a great natural way to go
1: yeah definitely i do use vinegar um for mold in the bathroom that's that's one of the products that i do still use and if i use my inyo properly and dried things off i wouldn't have an issue but i'm too lazy to dry my tiles every day
2: yeah and i've also um you don't use vinegar on grout oh like, that's where i do use it oh uh, apparently it can disintegrate the oh, grout Oh, well, there you go um uh-huh. so yeah i maybe be careful with that i don't yes. i don't know <laughs> if it hasn't done anything yet that's it's probably okay but i also use vinegar as a lot um Fabric softener, yes, definitely. Um, but I've I've heard lately that vinegar can be petroleum-based as well, so just look for Ooh, your yeah. organic vinegar. Cheap. <laughs> um wow. yeah.
0: Actually, speaking of petroleum-based, I want to come back to one of my favorite. Uh, Rants to go on about is you know one of the there's some favourite brands that we have particularly here in Australia <laughs> and some of the petroleum based products <laughs> and, and there's this stuff that you know we talk about um again I'm going to mention brands here but things like Vicks that we we tend to rub into our skin and you know we just slather that stuff on particularly kids' skin uh, and it's this petroleum based product that's just it's crazy that we think that it's you know smothering that all over our kids is okay and. You, you can get the exact same result there. The active ingredients in that are eucalyptus oil and peppermint oil. That's it. Like, that's all you need to do. So, just use eucalyptus oil and peppermint oil with your kids. With a carrier oil a if you oil. want. You and, do um,
1: need to use a carrier oil because it it can burn. Yeah. Oh, don't get it in
2: your eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. children. He I really put it doesn't straight care. On their skin. No,
0: no. I usually oh, right. put it... What I'll often actually do is I'll put, put uh, it um, on their clothes or yeah. on their pillow or... Um, or on a band aid and stick that, and so that that seems to work fine. It just like I said, often on their clothes or on their on the yeah. stuff around, so that they're breathing it in, but it's not directly. Or usually we'll just burn it. So usually we'll just put the oil burner next to their bed and burn the eucalyptus and peppermint and that works really well as well. Um, Or we've also got a humidifier um, because we know in our house with our reverse cycle air conditioning it can really dry out and that's obviously not good for their sinuses and stuff either. Um, So we'll put the oil into the humidifier and then it just comes out in that nice humidified air. But there's definitely healthier ways of getting that that carrying that eucalyptus and peppermint oil to your kids than, than using petrochemical based products. It just doesn't yeah, make any and sense.
1: Vaseline and pullpour ointment which I used to use like going out of fashion because I was on yeah. Rakuten and my lips were incredibly
0: dry, both petroleum based, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, and everyone thinks of that that one as being the or natural, that purple one as being, being the natural one, the healthy option. Yeah. Definitely. But I, don't,
2: not so. I don't think we have that in Canada,
1: so... no, I, I didn't Italy really yeah, see a lot of it until I came to South Australia. I know it's in other
0: states, but it's
1: pretty high on the uh, shelf yeah. in South Australia.
2: Yeah, and we don't have a lot of time to get into, like, home remedies for colds and stuff. We'll no, have we to do, do that in one. another episode. Hmm. But just... Just think about yourself in the time of where you really are trying to support your body, like limiting those toxins even more because it's just going to make your make your cold or whatever you've got go away. Yeah. It actually go away as opposed to just mask yeah. the, <laughs> the symptoms, right? Yeah. So I, I did want to cover quickly because I am
1: quite passionate about it. Um feminine hygiene products so i don't if there's guys out there or teenage boys listening you might not want to listen to the next couple of minutes <laughs> or listen to it and share the information because that's very it's true. your next generation as well that's true i was gonna say brett you you don't get out of this one because you've got a daughter and a wife so um <laughs> yeah. so i'm i'm pretty passionate about this the, the wellness guys did an episode where they interviewed the makers of tom's yeah, organic i'm
0: having a blank as their name that's terrible but yeah that's right. anyway
1: so tom um, organic, tom organic is, is a product out there that's just and it's great, it's 100% cotton. Um, I personally am not a fan of dipo- disposable things um, in general, but as well as um, my history, I had a lot of bladder infections as a kid, so when it came to menstrual products, it was really essential that I looked at natural products and um, I found that definitely pads with plastic, worst thing out. Um, so I, I was lucky enough that at uni, when we were doing our women's health bit we had this awesome crazy eccentric lecturer who told me about rad pads which are a cotton and hemp based um like you know you you get reusable cotton nappies same thing obviously not nappies but they're reusable (laughs) so you use them and then you wash them and then uh, reuse them again um and, uh, like, I know the stories of my mum of what she had to use and, like, she was telling me about like, like, this rubber band belt they had to use and, like, oh all, all sorts of crazy stuff. And then, it, you know, I, I don't even want to go into it. But I just thought, why didn't they do this before? Because, basically, it's like a, a diamond-shaped piece of fabric with some press studs that you just stud underneath your, your underwear. And it's so easy. Other than that, you can also use, um, uh, what are they called, Sea Pearl Sea Sponge uh, as a a tampon replacement which also I find fantastic and there's a couple of websites I've gotten my stuff from so I'll just share those with you ladies out there and young girls. Um, So radpads.com, R-A-D-P-A-D-S.com. There's also naturalmenstrualproducts.com and then jadenpearl.com is where I got the sea sponge from so j-a-d-e-a-n-d P-E-A-R-L dot com. Um, so a couple of those are overseas websites and, you know, you got to pay for shipping. But I've had what has it been, must be four years that I've had the same set. And they are an expensive outlay, but it means that I'm not contributing to landfill and, and damaging the environment with that and, and affecting my body at the same time.
0: And I know nothing about this, but I'm guessing that you probably saved money over that time by oh, yeah. not having to buy the. Absolutely.
1: I, I actually, when I travel, I don't use it because it's obviously difficult to get around that whole cleaning and washing process if you're um, traveling. So I have had to buy some tampons whilst i was traveling and i was just shocked at the price of how much i had to spend for a cycle and you know with my pcos my cycle can be quite variable so it could be quite a number of packets that i have to buy and it just blew me away um it was like essentially the cost of buying a pad every period so you know if you what do i need i need maybe eight to ten pads for a cycle and so that would that would then relate to you know um a, a year worth and then i've paid for it and i get to use it for the next four years and i don't have to keep repaying for it and paying gst like damn that we're all up in arms when we had to start paying gst on our tampons when the gst came in so if you buy it from the u.s you know what you don't pay gst <laughs> you do have to pay shipping though so that's kind of anyway i'm are, rambling now so Yeah there are also oh, some cups you can use that's as well. right there is moon cup um which is a, a latex cup that you can use, and you do have to have a vanity in the same vicinity as your toilet for that. So if you're working in an office, it's probably not all that easy to use. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I, it could get very personal. If anyone wants to know more about it, I'm more than happy to go into detail with an email if you want to know more details. I think it's probably...
2: <laughs> saves yeah. the listeners time. Like, I've more.
0: got like this visual of no, like, what I'm uh, doing, it. I'm just uh, like, yeah. I don't want to know it.
2: No, but... I mean, just to jump back to the disposable ones and do go listen to the interview. Uh, there were two interviews on the Wellness Guys. One was talking about hormones and I can't remember yeah, the... Yeah, the
0: Cheryl Selman. Yeah, Definitely Cheryl Selman
2: and the Tom Organics one. Both of them were just shocking at, at realizing mm. the actual chemicals and stuff that are just in something that you think is just cotton. Mm. So instead of, if you are going to go the disposable route, instead of buying your standard stock bleach chemical-laden rated, laden ones, um, you can just get 100% organic cotton products. And that is a really good way to go. And you know you're not actually putting ch- chemicals inside your body, like literally. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I found, and look, I don't know what the, the one difference was, but over the past couple months, I've definitely noticed a lot less cramping and a lot more regular periods as well. And that... Can be part of it, you know, the the chemicals that you're using in these products. So, something to think about. I mean,
0: it just makes sense. Like, we're talking about, you know, we talk about the plastics, for instance, and we know that they can be estrogenic in our body and that they can affect female hormones. Well, it kind of makes sense to me that if you're putting them like directly in that area, then that's going to most likely have the strongest influence. I don't don't have any science to back that up. I don't know whether that's true or not, but that just kind of makes sense to me. Theoretically, it makes sense, you know.
2: yeah, that perspective. And look, we're out of time for today, and we didn't even oh, go into man. the 101 uses for coconut oil. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Google that because there are so many cool, like, beauty and home uses for coconut oil definitely look those up and share them on our facebook page as well if you've been using any of these products and especially for those of you overseas we've talked a lot about australian products Mm. because that's where we are Um, but if you have some in canada or the u.s or europe or new zealand or wherever you're listening just post those and and help the people in your area find better products as well all right so until next week check us out on facebook share your story and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide